getting them from you. Uh, I was gonna read them aloud and Great. have you guys answer them. Can I get uh, water? No. Yes. Uh, go look in the fridge, uh -huh. and there will be a Brita filter with cold, cold water. Hey, everyone. This is our bonus episode for patrons only. Uh, we just recorded a frame rate, so some people are parching their parched, unparching their parched throats while I kill time. Set up the recording session. It seems to be going well. And load up your questions. This is our very first Q&A and CR and BS session, which is questions and answers and comment reactions and bullshit. And I've got with me Abe Epperson, who's pouring water, and another friend of mine, Mr. Daniel O'Brien, also currently pouring water. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Is back, baby. This so, is the sound of Daniel. This is what I sound like. This is how I'll be talking. What's up? A lot more casual than usual, which hopefully is the appeal. Uh, we have half an hour before our next recording session starts. So the fellows are chugging water, and I'm going to start chugging through these questions. We'll see how many we can get through. Sure. John Crane says, if you could have any animal follow you around and do your bidding, what animal would it be? The animal can communicate with you, but only you in English. Well, that's kind of Eurocent. Oh, or the language of your choice. But all typical physical limitations still apply. So you can't say flying cat or manta ray or something. And then he compliments us, but fuck that. Uh, Animal. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually going to go with the, the invention of Katie uh, Golden, mm -hmm. which is the Smash Mouth Panther, okay. which is from our D&D uh, session. She invented a, a panther that every time she moves... <laughs> it starts singing All Star uh, from Smash Mouth. Uh -huh. And the second it stops, it stops. But so if it moves every, again or it so starts from the beginning again. saying All Star. That would be. No, just it's constantly the, saying, hey now. Hey now. <laughs> <laughs> somebody. Oh, that's that it. It's constantly yeah. saying, some, some, somebody. Some, some. <laughs> okay. Which just. That would make me. Allow me to die alone. All right, great. <laughs> great answer, cheater. Daniel. Yeah. Um, I would probably go whale. I would either do something that flies or something that oceans. Uh, and I have a tremendous connection and affection with whales. I want it, if it's doing my bidding, then it can uh, be a vehicle for me and get me around yeah. from place to place in a, in a way that no other sea creatures would fuck with me. But more to my point of what I want is... Uh, let me ask you my questions about the sea and what you find down there, and you can tell me and and talk about the parts of the ocean that we've never Damn. explored yet. You can be an Aquaman. Okay, mm -hmm. I locked in at Russian Coyote, and I'm gonna do that for the sake of time. <laughs> but you thought about it so much better than me, because like it could just tell me shit about the land. It can't rob a bank. I fucked this up. Daniel wins that round. Jimmy Bove. I feel like I won. Ames was pretty good. One show I miss a lot from the old crack days is some news. Are there any plans to bring that one back? I'll just answer that. Cody Johnson has already brought that back. It's called some more some news. More news. <laughs> and there's a companion podcast called Even More News. You can check them both out at Cody John at patreon.com slash Cody Johnson. So do that. You'll end up supporting a lot of uh, former expats if you do that. Katie Stoll is producer on that show. Mm -hmm. Nick Mundy runs their their social channel. David Bell occasionally writes for that show. So uh, oh, a lot of the Dave people that in. you Yeah, yeah. a cool. lot of the people that you love are working on that on that program. Excellent. Gabriel Kenny asks Three questions, but I'm only going to give them one for fairness sake. One, two, or three. You're really mowing through these. Is that, I, yeah. All right. There's a lot. <laughs> one, two, or three. 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 Do you prefer good to evil plot lines or evil to good ones? I assume that means the progression of the main character. I am more obsessed with good to evil plot lines, and I do sometimes in quiet moments wonder if that reflects 
a negativity or cynicism or if that actually tells you like if you like movies if you like tragedies better than comedies mm-hmm. in the loosest sense I'm gonna go does good that mean evil. you're depressed no I, I think it's because it's rarer so it's when it's done well it's like oh that's a singular movie uh, I prefer evil to good I think that might be growing up reading a whole lot of Stephen King which which one of his hallmarks is apart from Randall Flagg everyone is capable of being good or mm-hmm. a lot of the bad people are misunderstood. Right. And, and they like, and even in like final moments, yeah. like as they're dying, find some kind of redemption or like I'm falling off a cliff. And then I realized I was wrong. I made a mistake. Oh no. For a guy who only writes horror, a surprising number of happy endings where like the yeah. demon is actually defeated and imprisoned and yeah. everyone's fine. Or yeah. the serial killer, like, learns he was wrong and sacrifices right. himself for somebody else. Or the killer yeah. car runs out of gas right. and you're fine. <laughs> if the hills have eyes and the walls have ears, what circle of hell are you in and why? Skip, if you could be any type of vacation, which would you be? I'm going to switch it. I'm going to edit this one. If you could go on any type of vacation, which I'm, would it I'm, be? I'm, I'm, I'm basic. I've, I've traveled a bunch, but not everywhere. And there are certainly certain, like, I'm sure there are mountain vacations that yeah. I've never been on that that are, are great, but uh, Maui, Maui, Hawaii, tropical I, type. I'm in general. yeah, okay. I'm very happy on an island away from the world. <laughs> I'm gonna go with blimps, just mm. just because that would be dope. That like, have you ever ridden in a blimp? No, no, neither have I. I would want to know. And it's more secure feeling than a hot air balloon, probably. And yet you're just mm-hmm. gently soaring over the whole world. Mm-hmm. I would do the rainforest because I have never done it, or Florence, Italy. I think this is this speaks to a tremendous difference between <laughs> you, you, you guys and me. Mm-hmm. Is that so? You could do any vacation that you want. I pick a place that I've been to twice that I know I love, and you guys are like, <laughs> "I want to go somewhere I've never been before yeah. in a thing in a, a vehicle I've never been mm-hmm. before." That's I You're like I don't. I wouldn't waste the genie <laughs> on that. Like genie, you get three wishes: uh, s'mores, pop tarts. Uh, yeah, there's a chance you wouldn't <laughs> like it. What if you don't like it? It sucks. That's, uh, yeah, that's true. true. Thanks for ruining our day, Paul Dean. <laughs> You racist chef, <laughs> racist male version of Paula Dean. Okay, Zach Barry says, slash asks, Abe answered this via text online. Moving on, Michael Yanetti asks, would you ever do a spinoff of Does Not Compute? Also, was it inspired by The Soup? Abe? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll answer that. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll answer that. I'm assuming by spinoff you mean the same thing again. Different, yeah, d- I don't different even, computer. I don't even consider them sp- Crack TV and spinoffs of one another, just sort of a rebranding. Um, very, very unlikely, unless I had to. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer writing narrative. As I get older, I prefer writing narrative more to writing uh, research-based stuff, and I prefer being behind the camera and producing and co-writing and directing versus being that mm-hmm. actor. I just am not. I don't know why. Whatever yeah. reason, that's how it went. For me. I had a question for the two of you guys. Um, no, it's not based on the soup. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm sure it's not. Um, uh, recently, uh, in, a, in an upset, Alexandria uh, Ocasio-Cortez Woo. won the Democratic primary and will probably win that election in New York. And because of that, for a while, hashtag AOC was trending. Oh, Did, oh. did either of you have like a feeling in your heart when you saw that and then it was like oh well that's good news I too but, oh I, I saw AOC trending and I was like this is did like did fucking happening. Joss Whedon just find out about it <laughs> yeah, and I was yeah. like that oh well so, that's good news too I, but yeah. I did notice that but for some reason my brain until you just said it didn't because when we would type it out for some reason 
I always lowercase the O. Yeah, mm. me too. So because of that, it was all capitalized. It felt like a completely different, different thing. word. I didn't see it. I don't it. know why that was, because <laughs> that's totally not how words are. Back to fan service. Daniel Stapp, we love you guys. If you could pick directories, uh, DP, cast, and all, what movie that sucked would you most like to see get remade and not suck? I don't think we have time to go through your dream cast. Mm-hmm. But I guess, so it's really a question of like, Best premise, worst execution. The most room for improvement. Oof. I want to know. Take your time. This is, yeah, this is, this is a Don't rush it. It's a good question. You got to have a real, yeah. DP. Mm. Director of photography. <laughs> I think I'd go with The Spirit. Because it's the worst. Oh, that movie blew. It's the worst film I've ever seen, and in like three quarters of the is way there through, egg on my face? there's one. It's, it's damn weird. It's damn weird. There's a point two thirds of the way through, where the spirit runs through the city and fights some thugs, and there's an inner monologue about how his only weapon is his knowledge of the city, and you go, oh. That's what's cool about the spirit, because that actually is cool Mm -hmm. to me. And they never mention it again. I like the Sin City look, which spirit used. And I've since read the original spirit comics, and they're very good. So there's no reason they couldn't be. It couldn't be a great movie. It just was the worst movie I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. So I do that. Uh, I think I got one. Go. Uh, And I actually don't think this is a bad movie. I just think that it's the premise is so good that it could have done it more traditionally and been better, Mm -hmm. which is Primer. Uh, Primer has a very cool concept, but I think because it was made so experimentally, it it disassociated what made it really interesting from the audience. Has some things in common with Groundhog Day. Mm, (laughs) Very much so. Uh, I'd have a better answer if I had more time, but I'll just go with... Halle Berry's Catwoman just because you can sure. watch Batman Returns and like if that movie were made today with that cast and that crew and everything and everyone's everyone's age was suspended in time then immediately someone would be like Michelle Pfeiffer gets a spin-off right this fucking second right like now we're Netflix in the, now we're in the reboots least, and yeah. prequels and spin-offs world but we weren't at the time um, but her Catwoman was iconic and even if you didn't do that you'd still must have known the idea of a, a standalone Catwoman movie would be great because, like, right. what if someone had all the the gritty vibe of Batman, but also fewer moral scruples? <laughs> yeah, isn't that interesting? Can't <laughs> yeah. we just like do a fun movie of that? Right, and we made a uh, quite Instead bad one. It was just like, what if it's Batman, but it's like Catwoman? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sold. Are there any other segments from the old days besides After Hours? Well, we're not bringing that back anymore in any incarnation that you'd like to bring back in some incarnation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, when I say we, I mean small beans. I don't speak on behalf of our guests. Oh, no, 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 no. I had no intention of doing that, but we'll talk off mic. Um, I, I have some questions. I'm, uh, I'm interested in a webcam-based show, which is the same medium Startups was, but that's the only thing. Yeah. I think we would do it if, we, if our Patreon was pulling in a little bit more just because the overhead on a show like that is a little higher than we'd like. Mm -hmm. Which is why I said I'm interested in doing a webcam based (laughs) show. I I will always have a lot of love for um, We're Not Alone, the show that I came up with Mm. that he and Cody and I did most of the scripting on. Yeah, Soren did an episode. Soren did an episode. Um, Those characters were really rich and in the grand experiment that was the studio's project that was when I felt like we were really like, okay, we're starting 
to get this. We, this was always supposed to be a learning experience for all of us, and we're 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 figuring it out now. We're we're mm. we're getting it. Uh, I would also do more rom.com as a person who continues to live and love and watch the world of online dating mm-hmm. change. I'm I am always thinking about that show because that show is about science, technology, love, dating, and uh, sort sort of towards the end, just became like all sitcoms. A buddy hang sitcom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I am just always thinking about that world and those characters and the things that I could do with it. But uh, I have no plans to bring I mean, any of these things. Yeah, I don't, I don't think any of us do. I that's a great my. Uh, that's how I feel about Starship Icarus. I would write that. Yeah, oh yeah, I yeah. would. Uh, I would There's consider a hundred seasons of that show <laughs> easily. Uh, Cody and I have actually talked about a little bit, maybe bringing back in some version, if it's podcast or if it's just recorded Marvels of the Science. <laughs> sure, whatever. Uh, yeah, we can't use sure. Scott Bug, Fine. but it will be just like David Chair. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it would make a good short podcast. That's for true. Yeah. Joseph Murray, I love the LifeX videos. Thank you. Whenever I watch them, I can't stop trying to figure out what the process is for making them. So what do you do? Ooh, good question. It's actually unique. I'll take this. I'll yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll so we usually, uh, we know we want to make a few. We usually have just like a time block of like four hours. So we just get, say like, let's think of all the funny like bits that we could do. And then we literally walk around the house like, and look at stuff and be like, <laughs> we could do one about like, uh, this chair is weird or there's DVDs over here yep. or there's a garden. Uh, and then we, and then we talk for about less than 10 minutes about a bit. And mm-hmm. we usually find a bit that's funny to us, like almost immediately. Uh, sometimes we say like, ah, I don't know if we like that bit. Let's come back to that. One. Oh, but you know, going into it before you even hit record, you have an idea of what the yeah. voiceover is going to be and to it. Like they're, they're, they're married. I, I, yes. I assumed that you were like, let's get 10 minutes of Michael interacting with a thing and then find and it then later no, no, no. just start talking. No, no. we okay, usually cool. shot list together too, because we were like, all right, so the beats will be, and he'll edit it up uh, like even more complexly, mm-hmm. but we'll be like, so if it's about this gardening thing and we think it'd be funny to use the DVD callbacks or the football callback, you should always have the football around uh, but like with the gardening one is a good example just because we were already doing the DVD ones and we noticed there was like Magnolia and Steel Magnolias. And Green Room. So, and Green Room. so we were just like, oh, we should do DVDs. And then we knew that we were like at some point he, he's going to have to introduce it. At some point he's going to be in f- like near the planter. And then at the end of it, he, the plant is going to be grown. Mm-hmm. That's all we need. So just get a get footage of that and then Mike will make it work in post. And then I just watch the video and talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you were forced to create a fursona, what animal would it be and what color would they be? Purple coyote. Ooh. Uh, either a blimp or a smash oh. mouth panther. You should be polar bear. Polar I'm a bear polar te- bear? Polar bear testicles. Oh yeah, that's right. I do have polar bear testicles. Abe penned a great song called Polar Bear Testicles that we think about sometimes. Okay. Daniel, My, my friend Jamie's in brazil right now uh and she just on her instagram shared some cute little fucking bullshit marsupial type animal Mm -hmm. it's got a long tail and one of those dumb faces uh that that okay Ooh, i can i change mine no Uh, (laughs) did i inspire you sugar glider (laughs) yeah those are great oh that's cute yeah yeah, but i tried i looked into getting one as a pet and it's a fucking nightmare Mm. they're nocturnal they screech all night to navigate and all night they fly in circles shitting like in your house (laughs) That, hey, that's what I do. But they're so fucking cute that you look them up on YouTube and you want to have one. Little pieces of shit. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the furry connection, 
Oh. I just want to shout out our goals rail because we've put a lot of work into a furry related film and we're working towards making that happen. So yeah. check that out. Mm. Where's the merch? Sarah's. Is this the Luke screenplay S. that I've read? I believe you have read incarnations of it. Yeah, yes. it's very good. You guys should support it. We're really happy it. about it. We're uh, in discussions about maybe making a store. I know that there's some people who have already yes. been making some fan art and stuff, so we might co-op and get those people to help us out and make some shirts and buttons. and Shirts stuff. and buttons, and the merch store will also be the home for MS Word <laughs> tracks probably in the future. Ooh. How'd you come up with the name Small Beans? By talking for a while till it came up, we were like, "That sounds good." Yeah, we're really bad else? at uh, <laughs> yeah, we're really bad at names. Our first one was "Those Aren't Muskets," and that was just we we had a bunch of ideas, and we just had our friend Griffin decide which one mm-hmm. it was, and he was just like, "Small Beans sounds good." That's a flavor of question <laughs> that I always want to talk to the the questionnaire after that, and he'd be like, "What answer did you want?" <laughs> I, I never know that it's like super like, revealing like, whenever, about something that whenever someone says you, how yeah. did you come up with that name or like a character name like I went to uh, a Q&A for the Book of Mormon with, with Trey Parker and Matt Stone and someone was like name the character General Butt Fucking Naked how'd you come up with that and they were like we were thinking of funny names and we landed on that one. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to like grab the guy and be like, what did you think the answer was going to like? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. That's such a great question. I My actually, father was general by yeah, fucking naked. Yeah. <laughs> I knew him in college. Yeah. Uh, no, it also, it pisses off when there is a good one because we're bad at it. So mm-hmm. it's not like done out of like, ah, oh, we don't care. It's like, we're just bad at it. Because right. like when we saw that uh, immediately la- launched, like after we launched, which is uh, Tom and uh, Dave's channel, Gamefully mm-hmm. Unemployed, is just such a great pun yeah. that it just pisses us off. <laughs> so Eric Granada, who's given us 25 of his hard-earned dollars over the months, fuck you for asking that. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you very much. I didn't see a dime support. of that, Eric. I don't give a shit. Your questions <laughs> blow. Matt Cowan to Michael. I love your depressing short stories, The Beginning of Tales from the Pit. Have you published any anywhere? Yes, two places. I had a sci-fi story published in Analog eh, like 12 years ago and another one published in an even more obscure science fiction journal called Aofi's Kiss in like 2004. So good fucking luck finding them. (laughs) I have copies in my closet. I will continue to spool out short stories because I enjoy writing them. Kevin Calkins asks, if you could have any video game remade with more modern <laughs> graphics, Stan abstains, what would it be? And if you could prevent any game from ever being updated with modern graphics, what would it be? I would stop ever. I would never update Smash Brothers Melee. And you probably have that same answer. Yeah, graphics. That's super. I actually was uh, 64 for Smash. Oh, I was Melee. I liked the game. Still too floaty. I like the original. Nah, it's the man. If you've played ensuing ones, they're even floatier though. Mm. Uh, what game would you upgrade with perfectly modern graphics? Uh, I would do only better graphics and perfectly created in the same way because I know they're doing a remake of it, but mm-hmm. they're making it like an action RPG. I would make Final Fantasy VII, but not okay. make it with like an update like it's Final Fantasy XV. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like a shot-for-shot shot remake. Just shot-for-shot, shot, but just like not arms that are like fucking cannons. I do stuff. the E.T. Atari game because I want to see that with like. Isn't that like the worst game? Yeah, ever? it's completely broken. The code doesn't work. I want to see that with like perfect gra- modern graphics. <laughs> Christina asks, "What's a piece of advice you've received that stuck with you?" Shit. Uh, they probably wanted writing or professional advice, and I don't have that. But uh, my brother David said, 
uh, a few years ago to me that uh, relationships take work and not just romantic relationships, but certainly romantic relationships. Um, but it was something that I hadn't, I, I think I used to treat friendships as like, this is a thing that exists and no matter what it exists forever. But when he started traveling the country for work, he would just call more of his friends more often and talk to them. And that included me as well. And he was like, yeah, I mean, you need to, you, you, this is a thing that, that, that could, could disappear. And you like, you like call your friends. I'm not a person who likes being on the phone, but I've started calling friends from Jersey more. And, and I have like a Google chat with all of my childhood friends that we check in with each other every morning. And, uh, I get to do podcasts with you guys and, uh, band practice with Abe occasionally. And, and yeah, it's just like, it's a thing that I, I really took to heart that I learned a little bit too late, uh, but yeah, uh, people who are important to you, you need to let them know that they're important to you. Yeah, that's a good one. Family too, all that. <clears throat> I'd say I have one, which is actually a quote, or it's a paraphrase of George Bernard Shaw. It'd be great is if you were like, get money, get pussy, get paid. <laughs> George Bernard Shaw. <laughs> you know the one I'm going to do because he smiled knowing it. Life does not cease to be tragic when it is funny, just as it doesn't cease to be funny when it's tragic. And it's just helped me through some of the worst times and other people's like worst times. Mm -hmm. Uh, and just trying to be a sympathetic ear and just trying to take a, take stock of that every now and then mm. has been a big thing for me. Pass. Nothing's, <laughs> ever, nothing's ever stuck with me. Every advice has always been bad. <laughs> yep, that's so far. Yeah. Zach Barry, what has been the most fun or creatively satisfying project you've ever undertaken? I can't answer that. I'm going to preemptively say it's too hard to pick is my answer. Creatively satisfying is much like... like it's It's strange to me that you lumped those things together. Uh, I can't answer creatively satisfying. I don't think fun was, is either going to be AOC or wizard peep. Nah, what did we asshole wizard? What, did, what the fuck did we call that? Wizard Jerry, welcome Jerry back Potter? Potter. Welcome, welcome back, back Potter. Potter. Yeah. Potter. One of those shows, um, as far as just like and that's all balls out. And that's both fun. of us three. Yeah, that's, it's, hey. it's us three. I'm, I'm not saying that Potter was the most fun to work on. I feel like I'd have to say kill me now because it's the feature. Right. But it was the least fun to work on. It was mm -hmm. a fucking nightmare. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's a weird question. Yeah. Agents of Cracks carries a really fun vibe because I we didn't really bring it back, know anything. And we were just goofing around and yeah. also getting to know each just, other yeah. through the work, which was fun. Kicking rocks with each yeah. other. Yeah. Jacob McNeil asks, what is everyone's biggest pop culture blind spot? Is it Pokemon all around? I don't care about Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... I never I, played. I don't know. That's true. I got Pokemon and Game of Thrones are my biggies. Uh, yeah, I always feel tough about blind spots because like, I've never seen a Harry Potter movie, but if I, was, if I went on Jeopardy tomorrow and Harry Potter was a category, I would do really well in it. You could pass the quiz. Yeah, yeah. and I feel like I could do pretty well in a Pokemon it's thing, too. strange. M me? Yeah. <laughs> That's a real strange fact about you. I'm just I, like uh, alive pop culturally when these things happen and right. you, you absorb and people them. That's true. That's true. Because um, I'm kind of the same way with uh, children's cartoons. I never watched a children's cartoon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so when I, I grew up, I didn't watch, you know, like, I don't know. There's like Rugrats. It's funny because you can make them up and he doesn't know the difference. You're like, what? <laughs> you never saw Strawberry Max? No, you're that's like, not no, real. I haven't seen that's that. That's not real. <laughs> Uh, you didn't no. see the potato game? Uh, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> if he's doing a bit right now or these are real shows. Did you see Pen Pal Writers? No. Where they just wrote to different kids all over the world? What the fuck? These That's are such a boring show. <laughs> <laughs> these are all shows? No, no, no. Oh, okay. 
You didn't see uh, when Linda Ellerby goes wild? <laughs> <laughs> How is he so fast at this? Um, She's making When it you up. were shooting Welcome Back Potter, fans <laughs> received an incredibly entertaining bit of improv afterwards. Is there any chance that could happen again? I don't know. I'm glad. I would improv in character with you on camera, sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that people found that entertaining because that was something that we just did for the joy of it because it was fun to inhabit those characters and we're comfortable enough that we can pass a ball back and forth mm-hmm. for an extended period of time. Uh, I That was a thing that became very disheartening to me because I've, I've rewatched that a bunch of times because I, I really enjoy them. Yeah, they're and funny. <laughs> there are a bunch of comments from people who are like, so that happened. I was <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I get it. It's not like, it doesn't really There's carry no the, the yeah. meat or structure that a lot of uh, the other stuff on this channel carry. And, you know, you, you subscribe for a reason. And it was not for in-character improv from two people who don't take improv lessons <laughs> or haven't for uh, At least 15 a decade, years. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, we're doing voices and we're making stuff up right off the top of our heads and there's chemistry and like, can you appreciate, even though it's not like someone staring right at camera giving a list of things, can you appreciate that no. this also requires some element of skill that we worked on? Yeah. Karate, karate, coming out my body. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Kai Kalel asks Daniel. Oh. Would you please do a three-hour frame rate double feature podcast of Gremlins 1 and 2? No. My, so the question is, does that interest you? No. Good. Great. Because I didn't want to have to do that. Um, another question from Kyle Kalel, <laughs> also for DOB. Uh, you have described yourself as a, quote, company man, and also as someone who, quote, has a deep-seated problem with authority. Mm-hmm. How can you be both at once, my friend? <laughs> I mean, easily. Is this gotcha question? Yeah, no. easily. It, uh, a, a company is an idea and it's the people that that are there and it's it's the thing that you sign up for when you're like I want to be here because this is the mission statement of this thing and I believe in it and a problem with authority is not being I don't enjoy being told what to do from someone <laughs> Danielo burned you yeah moving on we uh, got four left what's that they say about coming at the king exactly <laughs> What's that say about coming at the guy with the rainbow tank top? <laughs> Dominic Delorio asks, what movie slash television show do you think was almost great but had one fatal flaw? Lost was almost great but went on about four seasons too long. I'm trying to think of a movie where the ending just completely let me down. Sunshine. Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Abe and I choose Sunshine. Act one and two, A plus. Act three, D. Brings Your it, villain oh, that is brings the it to sun. like a B minus. Like thir- what was it? 13 Cloverfield Drive? What was that? 13 Cloverfield Lane. 10. 10, 10 Cloverfield, Cloverfield Lane? Yeah. Lane. Well, 13 is spookier. That's the one problem that I would have changed. <laughs> <laughs> I made it 13. Up it by three. <laughs> um, uh, what's your favorite work that teaches us that the real treasure was the friends we made along the way? Favorite work? Oh, of our shit. Own? If you can include books, that's tougher. I was going to jump to Stand By Me off the top of my head. But if we're including books, I'd say Lonesome Dove, personally. The novel Lonesome Dove. Can you help me out to understand (laughs) what this question is asking? (laughs) Many, many Hero's Journey stories reveal that your initial ambition wasn't really what you wanted. What you benefited from was the journey and the friends you made along the way, right? Oh, okay. What's your favorite story that falls in that bucket is the question, I believe. Yeah, I guess... It's a very British question. Favorite is spelled with a U. Yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark or Last Crusade. Like you're always looking for a thing, and, and like like especially Last Crusade, where it's just like the thing falls down a hole in the end. That's a good <laughs> one, man. And you all the time you were really looking for your pa. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, wait, was was it that that it's inside you all the time? No, all no. Along or friends? Friends, the friends you made along the way, which I would also say is similar to yeah. saying the journey matters more right. than the destination. Right, because I, I got thrown off for that. Maverick? I got thrown off too. Like I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> sure if it was supposed to be like literally the story follows those beats or what was my experience? Mm-hmm. Do, like, did I? Did we make a project together that was shitty? But like, that's how I know Cody. <laughs> oh shit! Gonna, I think I'm gonna go with October Sky. Good answer, Jamie Loftus. Our next guest is here. I'm sorry, Mark Cleveland and Nate Craddock. You were the only two questions we did. Okay, let's do. You want us to do them? Really like, hot. You, you can go and get Jamie. But we got to go fast. Yeah. No, no, no. We're and just we'll, gonna go and fast. We'll answer them. Okay. If you could only take one piece of pop culture to show another civilization, what would it be? I'm gonna steal one that Mark Cleveland posted as an example. Mm-hmm. Weird Al, I'm taking yours, Mark. That's a good answer. Independence Weird Al. Day, so they fear Independence us. Day. The Beatles. The Beatles. That's a good answer. Nate Craddock, if you had unlimited resources, what project would you want to develop? Sirens of Titan, the film. I know Dan Harmon stole it, but it's too late for that now. Uh, uh, the the Red Raw series anthology, but with real mice. Good answer. Why the Last Man adapted for HBO as a miniseries. Good answer. Thanks so much for being here, Daniel. Woo, thank you so much I for having it, me. I think it's fun to rush it, even though we didn't have to. Yeah. So bye. Bye. This has been a Small Beans endeavor. We're a bunch of pals who make podcasts, sketches, music, web series, and movies. The Beans always have new ideas percolating, so make sure to check us out at patreon.com small beans that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash small beans where you can browse all of our current and past content see what we've got planned in the future and learn how your support can help the small beans grow into huge giant monster beans if you enjoyed this content module please like rate subscribe or tell a friend about us we love you